Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to Soap Dish Salem and Port Charles Style, our first episode of 2024. I am your host, Tony Ann, and this week I've got Dylan, Nick, and Sarah. Say hello, everybody. Hey, hello. y'all. This week we are kicking our year off with the top five. We are doing our top five wish list for 2024. And Nick, I'm going to have you go first. What is your number five? Okay, now... The rest of my list is very general. However, this is very specific. Repeal and replace Ron Carlovati at Days of Our Lives. That's what I want. I'm surprised I'm it's that low. Because I don't really care about the show because I'm not watching. But if he were gone, I would give it a chance. But yeah, he needs to go. I'm shocked. That's you very that kind of you. Hey, <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Because very heavy on the if he wasn't there, I might give you another shot. Yeah, same. Are either one of you tuning in during the strike era or are you tuning out because you know he'll be back in a few months? I haven't watched the show in over a year, so I am not watching. I get my updates on days through osmosis, aka Twitter, and whatever you guys are saying in the group chat. And yeah there's nothing appealing to me about the show so i considered it but that would only piss me off because <laughs> you're gonna yeah, you're no. gonna you're gonna enjoy stuff now and then you're gonna hate it when he comes back so you're just saving yourself the aggravation yep there it's growth <laughs> <laughs> well this is the time of year for that Sarah, what is coming in at number five for you? I am going to jump on Nick's bandwagon, but go a step further. And my number five is Cancel Days. Um, <laughs> let's, I mean, let's call a thing a thing. And for the better part of a decade, Days has been very, very problematic because of Ron. Um, yes, there were there's other things going on in the background um but ron is writing ken is signing off peacock is signing off evidently i don't know how it works up at that point but like it's shit i know that days is a comfort soap for many of you and that's worrisome if that's your comfort soap um but yeah no cancel that shit that's all Again, shocked it was that low. It's because with the soap that I do watch, like, I'd rather all of my wishful good things be higher up on the list. It would be number one, but I don't care. I don't watch the show. I haven't watched the show for the better part of a year. Like I said, anything I do hear about days is on Twitter and like there's nothing good. I know that more recently with the scab writing, people have been praising the show, but we know Ron is coming back and it's going to be trash when he gets back. And any of the work that is currently being done by the scab writers, any of the good things that are currently on screen is all going to go down the drain. And all of the viewers are going to start complaining again how shit the show is. So let's save everybody, everybody breath and just cancel the shit. All right, Dylan, what's coming in at number five for you? Y'all are hilarious. Okay. Um, 
Did yours cancel days too? <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real with you. I don't care enough to if if y'all like it, then I love it for you. For you. That's for it. you. I don't love it, but I love it for you. For you. Very much. Um, for you. Um, so my number five is um this is very general. It's to stop making a character's entire existence revolve around their ship. Ooh, good yeah. choice. And yeah. I think this is more prevalent with some soaps more so than others. Uh, shout out to Days. But um, it happens to varying degrees on all of them. And like, for example, let's go to Days since that's the topic of of the hour apparently um you look at chanel mm-hmm. there's a lot there has been a whole lot of family drama in the carver price grant neck of the woods over the past couple of years and she has been curiously absent for the majority of it like they didn't fully explore how she felt about lonnie going from being her cousin to being her sister that's a huge change in dynamic. We didn't really get her point of view on that. They didn't really have her react to her mother being willing to leave her behind to serve time for a crime that Lonnie committed. They didn't have her react to Lonnie's husband being perfectly fine with her mama getting locked up for the benefit of his wife and his family. She had no reaction to that at all. They didn't show us her and Abe really bonding and creating a father-daughter relationship that we know she missed out on having because her father died when she was very young. And so his assault, his kidnapping, his subsequent amnesia hasn't really seemed to impact her beyond the effect that it's had on Paulina. Everything in her family happens around Chanel. And the stories that she does get focused on have all been relationship drama whether it's a love triangle or a past romantic entanglement coming back to haunt her, it's somehow connected to her love life. And that's all that she gets. Stephanie is another example. Like we're going from a a new character to a legacy character now. Her entire legacy because she doesn't get to see her family. Her entire return has centered on her love life. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a character with history and strong family ties. And yet her and Abigail Klein's entire tenure has been about some man. And whether that man was Alex or Chad or what's his name? Everett. Evan? Everett? Okay. Yeah, Everett. Everett. That's all she gets. That's the beginning, middle, and end of Stephanie Johnson's entire run so far. And it's not just the women, because if you head over to General Hospital, you got Drufus over there. <laughs> and this man finally makes it home after years in captivity. And pretty much from the second he's been back, he's had 2020 Carly vision mm. to the point where he was willing to abandon his daughter so that she didn't have to be separated from hers. Not only willing, he actually so did it. So dumb. Yep. Like it, 
it doesn't help new characters get established or serve existing characters when the only thing that seems to matter where they're concerned is who they're paired with. And I need that particular type of storytelling to stop because it's it's not good. Excellent choice for number five, Dylan. My number five and the way I did my list is the thing I want, but I know won't happen is number five. And as my list progresses, I think I have a greater chance of getting these things. Hence what round was number five for me. (laughs) (laughs) So number five for me, with the return of Steve Burton to General Hospital, I would like the return of Jason Quartermain. Now, I know I'm not going to get this. (laughs) I'm glad you put that number five. (laughs) I know the likelihood of me getting this is the likelihood of there being a snowball in hell. I'm fully aware of this. However, I am manifesting anyway because I am a hopeful bitch. So please bring us back, Jason Quartermain, because Jason Morgan is tired. Very tired. I mean, we could at least get Jason Morgan with the Jason Quartermain memories at the very something because, like, that's just storyline gold. Like, could you imagine? Is it though? I'm gonna ask that question. Who is he gonna interact with? Oh, yeah, because the quarter, but yeah, Mm. name five people on canvas right now that have a significant relationship with Jason Quartermain. (sighs) But okay, true. Ned and Tracy, I, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. There's no one else. They think, killed everybody I else. Think, I don't even think Tracy fully qualified. Did Tracy even like Jason when he was a quartermate? We know how she feels about Jason. <laughs> I mean, she tolerated him yeah. because that was her nephew, but I think she would have I think she still would have preferred Cosby sweater wearing Jason to yeah. gun toting Jason. Because <laughs> I feel like the I, I feel like the only like, children like you got that... Ned. You uh, really, it's Ned. it's Ned because yeah. like and Lois while she's there. <laughs> yeah, I don't I need just... him. To, I don't need him to get that personality back. But I, I think the memories would serve the character better, especially because our quarter main branch of the tree is very much depleted. Like it would be nice to kind of have Jason Quartermain back. And wanting to mix it up in the Quartermain family, and all, but also having to come to terms with how he spent the last thirty years of his life, twenty-eight years. I think it would be interesting story. I know it's not going to happen, but it is my number five. I just feel like, and I say this as someone who actually liked Jason Quartermain and has never, I haven't had a single fuck to give about Jason Morgan since like nineteen ninety-seven. I don't see a a I don't see a storyline point to Jason Quartermain at this same get, like Robin's gone everybody's gone yep. no one's there yeah everybody is gone AJ's gone Alan's gone Emily's gone Lila's gone Edward's gone Keisha's <laughs> gone like oh, there's did Emily did Emily know Jason Quartermain yeah mm-hmm. she yeah grew up with him. okay I didn't I didn't remember the timeline of when Emily came in. 95? Yep. Like, like, a year and a half. Yeah, her and Lila were the only quarter mains that he wanted anything to do with post-accident. So it's like everybody everybody's like I get it because I keep seeing people say you want Jason Quartermain back. What is Jason Quartermain going to do? Yeah. 
there's not five people on the campus with a significant relationship to Jason Quartermain. Every relationship that Jason has is Jason Morgan's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it, that, that is a fair point. All right, Nick, what is coming in at number four for you? Um, I had originally said my number four was for the viewers, but it could apply to the writers as well. Um, stop discounting history because it's irrelevant to your agenda. That part. Um, that part, and I'll be talking more on that later. I do not. I did like they did so many things that pissed me off. The stuff with Esme and her amnesia, and ignoring the fact that she victimized not only Trina, but Laura's both of Laura's grandsons, Laura's great niece by marriage. And you just had her being friendly and sympathetic and um, it, like it, it was gross all the way around and they still have her doing it. Meanwhile, you have her giving Cyrus absolute hell and deservedly so, but you can't do that and expect me to ignore the big elephant in the room that she she adores Esme the way she does. Or she always gives Esme the benefit of the doubt. And when it comes to viewers, stuff like Lois and Sonny's relationship being discounted because it doesn't fit your agenda of you wanting someone on Nina's side. Why would Lois Cerullo ever be on Nina's side? Quickly, tell me. I just, I don't... What, be, she is Mariah I, Carey and she don't know that woman. <laughs> like just I just I want I want the writers and the viewers to be realistic about their expectations when it comes to certain things. I understand you want people someone on the inside, but that's she, what Sasha's for. That's what exactly. Sasha's Thank there. You. Sasha's there. Sasha's there. Ava's there. Even if Ava is not doing it in the way you wish, she is still on Nina's side. She's just the type of friend that gives you the blunt truth while also being on your side. Let's be very specific about Sonny and Lois's relationship. That's basically his sister. Before there was Courtney, there was Lois. When Sonny was at home and Deke was waging war against him and Adela, whose house did he go to? Lois's. He knows Lois's mother's recipes like the back of his hand because that's how much time he spent there. That is his family. Regardless of how much time she spent off screen, that's family. And it, she was always going to prioritize Sonny in this situation. That was her always. first loyalty to in this. There was like there was no one else. Even if she is friends with Olivia, she still had more experiences with Sonny. And then you factor in that Ned is the one taking the fall. There's no way, yeah. even if Sunny wasn't a part of this, there is no way that she was going to let Ned take the fall for something he didn't do. I just I find she, it like I think she would have shut up if it was just Ned involved. But Sunny being lied to and her knowing it, I think that's why she said something. It's just weird to me. Like, I, because I'm sitting there like reading tweets and I'm thinking to myself, what part of Brooklyn calls him Uncle, Uncle Sonny, Sonny? Do y'all not <laughs> is not registering with y'all? Y'all think she calls him that because of Ned? Ned and Sonny don't have beef since the day before. For they are they have just gotten to a point where they get along. Yep. Please remember, Ned was the one who orchestrated the whole wire incident. Like the 
the beef goes back. It's deep. And it's, if I remember correctly, didn't Lois leave Ned's ass for that when his partner all that came out? No, she was no. That wasn't okay. that wasn't their thing. Their thing was it was Quartermain drama with Justin. But like it her loyalty was always gonna be to him. Always. always. <laughs> it doesn't I, make sense to expect anything else. It doesn't. And I say that as somebody who did not watch that era of GH because I wasn't around for it. But I've done enough research to know they've beat me over the head with Sonny's backstory so many times. If you don't know Lois is like a sister to him, then you're just being obtuse. Mm-hmm. But yeah, stop, stop ignoring history because it doesn't fit your agenda or your narrative that you're pushing at the moment. Please. Sarah, what is number four for you? Um, I think last year on my wishful list was to expand the Robinson family. <laughs> and we kind of got that last year. Um, and I'm bringing it back. I right. would like to see Zeke come back in a Please, meaningful way. Right. Um, there is obviously unfinished business with him and Jordan. So I would like them to run it back. But I think it would also be nice just to have, um, for Portia to have someone she knows, her family in town in some capacity. Um, so yeah, so my number four is bring Zeke back. Yeah, bring Zeke back. I 100% support this. Dylan, what is coming in at number four for you? Um, my number four is to stop ignoring character connections because it doesn't fit the current story. And like what I mean by that is like if you look at General Hospital, I know we we all know that you know John J York is going through his health crisis, and so we understand why Mac is not currently involved in the whole Cody story and it's great that Felicia is but I'm gonna ask you why Robert's not it feels very weird very much that and considering he found out he had granted Robin was six when he found out that she existed but he's been there when he he knows what it's like to find out he has a child unexpectedly he would be the perfect person to throw into this it's very his absence is very, for me, his absence is very noticeable because like I, I, like I said, I, we all understand, you know, why Mac is not a presence right now in this story, but Mac has other family and Robert was suspicious of Cody from the beginning. <laughs> from the yeah. beginning. It's, it's just, it's very odd that he's not there. And like you look at this whole situation with Ned and his, you know, his memory loss that he just went through. To me, it was very odd that they didn't have Ava checking in on her nephew. She adored Julian. Like regardless of whatever, she, she adored Julian. And it's very strange to me that they act like she's not Leo's auntie. Particularly be- if you know like anything about Mara um, on a personal level, you know that she has a child 
who has special needs. So like her and Easton would probably, you know, she'd have the same like vibe with Easton that Wally has. And it's just very odd to me that they have zero interaction there. If you didn't know that Ava was his auntie, you wouldn't know because they don't, they don't play it. Like it's just certain like little things like that, and not even just Leo, because look across, you know, look across town. She's technically related to Scout as well, and with all of this stuff that was going, like they don't. Oh yeah, <laughs> I girl, I forgot. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> because again, like if you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Yeah, Sam and Ava do not deal with each other at all. I totally forgot about the Sam Julian that's thing. her completely crazy it's, they just they if they can't use it in story we don't get don't hear it. Yeah. character connections like there was a, a tweet a few months ago from somebody who was shocked that like Dante and Olivia were mother, oh mother my and God. son <laughs> I remember that I was so pissed off <laughs> But then you had to think, like, how often do they really interact? They yeah. don't. I mean, not since the Guza era, anyway. Not a lot. Not in any significant way. Yeah. Because, like, like he, and he barely interacted during the Ned stuff. Yep. Like, I think we saw that. I think we saw them together when Ned was in the hospital. And that's how a lot of people found out that they were mother yep. and son. It was, yeah, it was those scenes. It was those scenes. So it's like, and I feel like what underscores just what we're missing when we don't get that are the recent scenes with Anna and Felicia when they were cleaning out Bobby's office. Oh, I loved those scenes. Those were so good. Like there was so much history and just connection in those scenes because those were characters their friendship was formed back when friendships were important and like I wanted to ask felt about the that. weight of that yeah I want to ask about that so Anna and Bobby were friendly or friends yep I, I never knew that I me either no, I never knew because like and until until they when I saw the picture, the picture from the wedding, I had no yeah. clue. Because you got to remember, insane. like, yeah, like every you, you have to remember, like how interconnected everybody's stories were mm-hmm. back in those days, and like we don't get that anymore. It's lacking and it's missing, and you can really tell when you start to compare and like contrast. Because, like, honestly. You have, as far as friendships go, we have Trina and Joss. We have Ava and Nina, but they're kind of. Listen, Ava gonna do what's best for Ava. (laughs) I'm not mad at her. (laughs) I'm not mad at it. (laughs) But like that that friendship, you know. We have we have Liz and Terry, and Liz and Portia, and like we never see Terry. Terry. Like we never see Terry, Liz and Portia barely get to talk anymore. Yeah, especially with this whole Finn situation. Like we don't. Olivia and Carly barely. 
they they don't talk it's, anymore. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, where's where Sam's friends? Where are Christina's friends? Where like nobody has any friends anymore. Sam used to have friends. I don't think Christina ever had friends. <laughs> Not I'm friends just... that her her friend group was Michael Morgan and Molly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Christina ever had like fr- real friendships outside of the people she was related to. No, because they never had a a teen scene. Teen scene for them, except for the one, except for the chick that died during the. Bus. Yeah, they would always yeah. bring in randoms. But like my point is, like, there's no. Like we don't get like those Anna and Felicia type friendships anymore. No, we don't. We don't get the Mac and the Kevins anymore. Yeah, like we don't even get Mac and Kevin, let alone a friendship (laughs) like that. And like, and it's and even like the complicated friendships, like Laura and Bobby. Yep. Because they could be fine on a Friday and then hating each other again by Monday. It just it's lacking and it's very evident that it's lacking. And I wish I wish they'd restore the feeling. And it doesn't have to be. That's the sad part. Like we're not saying these friendships have to be the centerpiece of every story, but make them still matter. Yeah. And also and actually build them and make sure they're not one-sided because like willow calls sasha a friend sasha calls willow a friend but that relationship has always been very one-sided it's and it doesn't have to be that way you have capable actors who have decent friend friend chemistry just do it consistently like you do it with joss and trina you should do the same with willow and sasha you should you should do the same with michael and chase yeah, like, but we like don't. when's the last time they had a conversation they don't I, they, I told you that's the reason I hated those friendships is because it was only to prop Michael and Willow that's the only time Sasha and Chase factored in to, that, to those storylines the last that, time they interacted was when Sasha was in the nut house yep. that was it so like unless, unless Sasha is on death's door, they're not dealing with Sasha like that. Yeah. <laughs> but they they keep doing that. I'm like, it's it's hard to really sympathize with specific characters when they're when everyone has to serve at their altar. If you just get, make it a little bit even and make us care about everybody, we should be fine. Yeah. Cause like I don't under your homie is in a wheelchair, Drew. Where are you at? Oh yeah, <laughs> they had one scene. I forgot about that. That's that supposed was, to be your bestie, and that was the morning he came home, and then he's just been in Carly's world. I'm see. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> Him and Nina, Curtis and Nina. When's the last time they were interacted? Wait, it's just I don't know, y'all. I just I, I would like these people to just like and it's friends. not a lot. We're not saying bring people back. No, there are people there. <laughs> <laughs> Give us and, the relationships that exist on Canvas. That's like, right. People constantly complain about needing to have a support. They don't use it when she needs it. <laughs> like, it's like because Curtis would be defending her because he always defended her. 
Lisa would be defending her. Where the fuck has right? she been? And the fact that I'm begging for Lisa Obrecht to give me support. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there are people the there show. that they can use to flush and fill these stories out and make them rich and make them multi-layered. We, they just don't do it. But Dylan, that was an excellent number four. My number four is piggybacking off of Nick's number four, but I think I'm going to focus more on the viewer aspect rather than the writer aspect. Um, Y'all need to do your homework. Like, if you're new here and you only watch a show for a certain character or a certain ship, that's fine. That's fair. But please do your homework because y'all get on Twitter, Facebook, insert social media platform here, and you say things that directly go against the history of the show. And then when you get called out on it, you get you double down on your incorrect information. And we get told that our facts are actually opinions. And with the lowest thing in particular, there is zero reason that nobody knew Sonny and Lois's connection because it is very evident. There are clips on YouTube. All you have to do is go do your homework. I promise you, it's fun. I've done it enough. Like, you can go to Wikipedia. Please, Wikipedia. Like it's, it's, it's there. Like, it's, like <laughs> the history is there. I, I implore you to look it up so y'all stop sounding stupid. Like, please. Please do your homework. That is all I ask. And that is my number four. Nick, what is coming in at number three for you? I'm probably going to be alone on this one, but I don't care because I'm tired of it. Stop recycling actors, specifically actors that played principal roles for a significant period of time. Everybody that's on your canvas shouldn't be someone that was on your canvas 10 years ago that played an important role, playing a new role now. It's weird. Like, y'all look crazy. This is why soaps end up on the soup. Like, <laughs> like... I wasn't, I was watching kind of then, but like Emily O'Brien leaving as Gwen and returning as Teresa in the same In the episode same fucking episode was insane. Was like that was ridiculous. That rivals um, the Jack Shower <laughs> switch. Um, what's his name? Robert Scott Wilson leaving as Ben one week and showing up as Alex the next week. Ridiculous. Um uh, there's more. <laughs> Roger Howard being killed off as Franco and then coming back as Austin. Thank God we're out of that darkness, but it still happened. Michael it's- Easton <laughs> being on character number five. And there's been no breaks Is in between. Number five? It's uh, number four. Michael John McBain. Came on and John McBain. Caleb, John Mc- Silas, Caleb Silas. Finn. Finn. So it's four. It's four. Ooh, one too but- many, if you ask me, though. <laughs> Like there was no there were and there was no breaks in between his. We just went from yeah. character to character to character. It's there are plenty of out of work, very talented actors looking for an opportunity. And just, we know because G GH shows them every day with all the temporary recasts we get. <laughs> like, like there's there's no there is no shortage of people looking for work. Just give people a chance. We don't need like they torpedoed this very quickly, but I really like the guy that played Mr. Brennan. The, the the director yeah. of the WSB like he could have been a recast like okay if they decide to bring him back as a recast of a character fine the character was short lived the storyline seemingly squashed rather quickly 
I wouldn't have an issue with that. Or like Days famously did it with um the late John Aniston. He played a character named Eric Richards on Days in the 70s, I think. And yeah. I think he was around for a few episodes and they brought him back, I think about 15 years later as Victor Kiriakis. It can be done, but you don't do it with your Nick Fallon's. You don't like Nick Fallon was Nick Fallon. You can't. And Nick say... Fallon was Nick Fallon six months ago because you saw <laughs> like, him in hell. It's literally weird. saw him in hell. Like it's just odd. I don't like things like that because it looks ridiculous. And the specifically the set of writers we have now are not talented enough to make it believable. And a lot of the actors aren't either. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna disagree with you. And here's why. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that if you were at The Young and the Restless, you would say we can't cast Rick Hurst because he was Matt Clark. Was he Matt Clark? Is that the one that raped Sharon? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me you're going to pass on the four time, is he a four time? I think he's a four time Emmy winner because he was on the show in a significant role in the past. How long did that particular role last for? It was a while and it was a big part. How long did you last my, aired? My thing is, oh, th- see, that's also the thing. Like, he was Matt Clark for a year. Eddie Cibrian was in the role longer. Like He was still I, Matt Clark. And when he, he played it, it was a major story. Things like that. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example something I was kind of okay with. So you don't think they should have brought Sarah Joy Brown back? That's, what, that's, the one I'm bring, that's the one I was kind of okay with. You have, a, you have a super talented actor. The characters were vastly different. It's like, if they did that with Rick Hurst, okay. It was 20 years, 23 years ago, almost. There, there was like, what? there were two Carlys in between Sarah Brown and Laura Wright. I get that. Like, I get not doing it in the same episode. My thing is, we're about to have a come to Jesus moment about the state of this genre. There are four soap operas left. Four. Mm-hmm. You're trying to tell me that all of these, t- and how many of these people, excuse me, have done stints on two of the four or three of the four or all four? like you're you're gonna cut your talent pool off at the knees because somebody already played like I get not like I I I agree with you that like the way that you do it matters but like no (laughs) when it comes to like absolutely (laughs) not Absolutely when it comes not. to certain things, I believe we are far removed and we are removed enough that you can get away with it. But the way the soaps have decided to continue doing it recently is egregious. Like the example you used with Michael Easton, like it's not really fair to be like, oh, he's played five characters because the whole Caleb arc was when he was still playing another character and it was acknowledged that, hey, he, you know, this is the character. He looks like this. Like, they didn't, they didn't play in your face about it. And we can't even get mad about Silas because it was the lawsuit that precipitated that. I think going from Silas to Finn, however, is where we're like, okay, 
And how long has Finn been there? Why are you still bitching? I don't like it. I want him gone. And I could and I could own that. That's a petty thing for me. <laughs> I'll completely own that. He doesn't serve a purpose for me personally, so I would prefer he be gone. But he's not the biggest issue right now. Right now, the biggest issue is days. And they they do it so consistently that it's it's hard for me to take them seriously as a show. And the thing is, they didn't do it consistently before this year because Josh Taylor and Tamara Braun are the only two in recent memory that I can think of. And then this year, they just did it with every fucking body. Like, I, I still hear people complain about the Josh. Let, <laughs> let's call a thing a thing. It's Ron because what happened it's- over there with Silas and them? Silas and John McBain and who's the other guy? Caleb. Well, I guess, you know, Dylan just made the point about Caleb. But it's Ron. He's the common denominator in, in, in this. I like to blame him for a lot. But... <laughs> can we blame him for that? Do writers have anything to do with casting decisions? I mean, they That's can say who they And want. also, like, again, well, I'm specifically him. when it comes to Roger Howarth and Michael Easton, are y'all really going to sit here and pretend that they wouldn't be playing John McVeigh and Todd Manning? Had that whole thing with Prospect Park never gone down? Oh, they, I mean, would, they be. would be. They would be, and it'd be fine. Like I would have no, like, because I personally don't mind when characters from other soaps jump over. So that I don't think would bother me. That that I didn't have an issue with when it happened. Granted, GH fans hated it, <laughs> but <laughs> I personally, I'm okay. Todd and John are here. It's this very specific, oh, well, we can't use that character anymore, but we want the actor. Let's not do anything in between to prepare the audience for this. Let's just put them on canvas and act like it doesn't matter. And more recently, that's a day's thing. And they keep doing it. I'm just not a huge fan of it. With the Claudia Zakara thing, it worked only because Sarah Brown is who she was, Bob Guza is who he was, Lorai is who she is, and we had had enough time in between where we were like, damn, that's really Carly. It's OG Carly, but you've had two or three Carlys in between. You can get past it. Yeah, I, I, I understand your frustration, definitely, because Days was trying a lot of people's patience with this. Yeah, this like year. I said, it's it's in the execution for me. Yeah, but like the idea that like okay, this person was on the soap in a significant role, so they can never be used again. We have four soaps left. A lot of people have been on these soaps in significant roles. This is a very specific genre. The acting for this genre is very specific. And a lot of people outside this genre cannot handle this genre. So it's like, I... I don't... <laughs> yeah, no. I'm never going to be like, well, can't we, we can't hire them. And that's why I preface this with saying I know I'm alone in this. <laughs> like, and I knew that. Well, Sarah, at least what, you knew. 
Sarah, what is coming in at number three for you? Um, I'm sounding like a broken record because I'm pretty sure this was on my list last year. Um, Nick, are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. You went out. Okay. Oh, sorry. Because I just heard hello. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure this was on my list last year, but um, my wishful for this year is to... Um, transition the younger cast and younger is can be anyone not necessarily the teen scene but anyone I'll say middle-aged and younger to um, lead the shows Um, it's a dying genre considering there's only four soaps left and I understand that people are tied to these shows particularly because of the vets but if you want your shows your stories to continue airing beyond what I think honestly is an ex- is a way past expiry date for some of these soaps um, we need to start using the younger cast at more as leads and not supporting or as recurring characters, they need to have um, the more meaningful, not the more meaningful, but they also need to have meaningful lead stories and not just, oh, here you are, let's put you in a couple. And the only time we show you is when you're in your couple. Um, And that will require them also developing a lot of these younger characters, especially if they're new characters and don't have ties to the canvas. Someone like Dex, um, they need to, develop the character more because other than the whole pikeman story and his relationship with um joss dex has nothing and this pikeman thing is i guess over if jason and is coming back i was gonna say dex what is, is gonna he continue gonna do? to have nothing because he's diet jason and full throttle jason is back yeah oh, and really. if nepotism works the way it's supposed to work adam is going to be up in joss's guts <laughs> by summer um, so, i'm hoping for it so what like what what is there to do with dex not that i don't think dex is necessarily lead material but my point is they need to start developing characters um, specifically the younger generation to carry the baton moving forward because like it or not these vets have more years behind them than they do ahead of them and yeah. um, if y'all want to keep watching your stories you need to be okay with the show moving towards the younger generation so that's my number three I will say GH and I think Bold are probably the most successful at doing this. I agree. Yeah, Young and the Restless and Days need to take notes. And I could be off on Young and the Restless because I only view that via osmosis. So if I'm wrong, please tell me. But this is just based on what I'm seeing on the timeline. It feels like Young and the Restless and Days are in the same boat in that they lean on the veterans more than their younger cast. Whereas GH and Bold are kind of allowing their next generation to come forward. And I think all the shows need to do that. Yeah, they they really need to. Dylan, what is number three for you? Um, my number 
three kind of uh, piggybacks off of what Sarah just said. And I feel like there needs to be a return to multi-generational storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because, but I'll give you a perfect example. We were locked in and really enjoyed that whole, you know, Greenland adventure on General Hospital. And that was a multi generational story that utilized the history of the show, the legacy of the show, but also the future of the show. It was perfect in that sense. Like you had, you know, Anna and Laura and Valentin and, you know, you had your your vets, your older characters involve Uncle Thanos. and like you but you also had like Trina and Spencer in that youthful you know element of this is the future this is where we're heading and everybody's role made sense for you know who they were and that's the type of storytelling I feel like we don't get anymore because I don't necessarily think it's that vets don't need to lead story anymore. It's that there needs to be a clear progression from generation to generation. Like you should be able to watch us. Like if you mentioned bold 10 years ago, it was very clear. If you watched bold that Steffi Forrester had next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you watch it now. Steffi Forrester is their leading lady. Yeah. There was there was no doubt that that's where the baton, like we were going from Brooke, Brooke Logan and Stephanie Forrester to Steffi Forrester and Hope Logan. Like that's where we, this is where we're headed. This is where we're going. Do we, do, does Bold have a next in line after They that? do not, which is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> they do not but you know Jackie is very young they they have time to figure it out so like you watched days back in the day and you knew like Hope Brady was going to be that girl like you just you knew we were going from Julie or it's Julie it's Hope like you knew where where things were going you watch now and it's like there aren't very clear patterns for who has next. No, they're not. Because like that, there's like a whole generation of characters that they don't really properly utilize. They don't really properly develop them, especially like their newbies coming in. They put them in a ship and then they're done with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, I would just like more multi-generational stories where like everybody plays the part that suits them and we get to like, things get moved forward. Like, you know, where <laughs> you know, the direction stories are going in, you know, who's going to, you basically, you know, who's going to have next. I feel like we don't, because like if you look at days, we know who should have had next. Like it yeah. was, yeah. We, 
we Bell know who and we should have had next. We know who we thought was going to have next. <laughs> they clearly did not, do not, are not. <laughs> okay. So what are you doing now? Yeah. And it's just, I don't feel like you should ever look at a show where there's like multiple generations on canvas and not know like where things are going like you looked at all my children and you knew that we were moving from erica kane to bianca and kendall like that was not it was never in doubt and if the show had lived long enough and it technically did because when they rebooted they aged him up we were gonna get miranda and aj right then they were we were gonna have pd somewhere in there like you knew where like your your next gen was coming from and like they made they took steps to make them important and i don't feel like that happens enough anymore yeah i was just thinking like they kind of treat these soaps like, oh, this is a town and people come to town and mess with the people that are already here, but the people that are already here don't really matter. So like, it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of, so we end up focusing on the newbies as the centerpieces of the story when it should be the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like people, the sh- specifically with the character of Nicholas Cassadine, they write him as... The person who doesn't have history and ties to the canvas they write him as ava's husband they write him as like an outsider almost and it's weird when the cassadines have been on canvas since 1981 and i hope that changes in if this is a return but like yeah that i think it is because it's think... actually listed in the credits now yeah I'm he's... talking about as far as the writing of the character. Yeah, he's not an outsider. He is he is as integral to this the story, and has been for the past twenty five years. So you have to treat him as such. He's Laura's firstborn child. Like you can't just. <laughs> yeah, he's they. Yeah, they 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 write him like he's Brando. Like uh, he just showed up. He related to a few folks. Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> We've known this boy since he was fifteen. Like this, it's yeah, it's. <laughs> but but that's really how they treat him, and it's weird. And it's it it uh, y'all they it kills me because it's like okay I I don't know what's going on with William. Like I hope whatever he's doing, he is having a ball and being super successful. But Cameron Weber needs to be on the canvas. He does. Sure and he does. needs to be on the canvas with story. Sure That's does. Because they could have him and just not use it. <laughs> While I, I mean, they did agree that. And I want to see this. I am going to say that as long as Esme is in town, I don't know that I want him here because I do not want an Esme camera. See, that's why I want Emma to. <laughs> I think Emma and Cam would be so cute. But like, I, Emma, yeah. Emma should be on the like. You have clear characters that should be like should be there. Yeah, yeah. they're just not. 
And it's they're, they're just like, nah, you you get this one. I I don't know that one. Like, why are we still <laughs> begging? Why are we still begging for Tommy Hardy and Serena Baldwin? Good lord, we've been begging for them since I before I even started watching GH. Yep, people have wanted them back for years. We're yeah. sixty years into General Hospital's history. Why isn't Tommy Hardy on canvas? Why isn't Serena Baldwin on canvas? And like low key, not keeping those types of connections is how you end up in the situation that like the young and the restless and general hospital are in because like you look at the young and the restless and it's like where are the fosters where are the brooks where, where, where are they at oh they not there no more you you look at general hospital find me a brewer yeah they don't exist no at all And it's just, I don't, well, it doesn't need to be that way. And it's not fun if it's that way. Like, I may not really care for this particular family on EastEnders, but the Beals have been there since 1985, and they yeah. ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. Like they're, 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 they're the central family of the show. There are other central families, but they've been there from the beginning, and they just had a resurgence 35 years in. We should be seeing that with the Webbers on General Hospital. We should be seeing that with the Quartermains. We should be seeing that with the Joneses and the Scorpios and the Spencers. Because, like, the Spencers, what, quiet as kept. The Spencers are a dying breed. Because, like, hey. mm -hmm. they'll be resurrected. Y'all better be, y'all better be when happy. Carly had children. At, at this point, <laughs> they're the only ones we got left because Lulu's in a coma. Um, her kids aren't really treated as Spencers because. Laura's doesn't interact with them. She only interacts well, with Charlotte. Charlotte's Charlotte treated Charlotte like a yeah, Rocco Carlos. doesn't exist. Charlotte, right. Rocco's gone. Like, Lucky ain't here. We don't see Aiden. We hear about him. We see him sometimes. We just we did just see him in great scenes. Let's actually see him. Yeah. Y'all yeah. are asking too much. They don't care about the <laughs> kids. <laughs> well, but that they, is what this list is for. That's what, <laughs> They have to, or this show won't matter in 10 to 15 years. Like, oh, you're giving it 10 years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's generous. Because uh. it's like, I feel like somewhere along the line, they forgot that like multi-generational storytelling is what hooked us in the first place. Yeah. It's makes the genre so good. Like, just can we just get back to that? Can we? Because I feel like when people are like, they want their vets, but they, they want this character back. They want that character back. They, I feel like what they're asking for is they want connections to history again. Yeah. Because I'm going to keep bringing it up. That Christmas episode with all them random people running around Thank the quarter you. main mansion was not <laughs> That was not it. it. Because like I understand <laughs> Stuart Damon, John Engle, Annalie are no longer here, but there is no reason that Alan Quartermain Jr., Emily Bowen Quartermain, and uh, he's coming back, Jason Morgan aren't on canvas. Like it's just <laughs> like but, this season's this year's Christmas was so much better because it was spent with characters we cared about. Yeah. Like, where's Dylan? I would I would have no issue with the recast AJ again. Because they shouldn't have killed him off again. That part, you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. 
they could resurrect AJ and I'd be like, okay. I, I would be <laughs> I, would, I, I don't care how you explain it. I don't I, all right. He was, he was touched by an angel. All right. <laughs> but, okay. but my thing with Emily is Rebecca could be Emily. Just say Helena has something to do with it. And when Victor died, all that shit went to hell. And she comes back with her memory intact. Um, as far as AJ, you like... I'm I'm gonna be real, and I I don't like talking about this. We just lost Jackie Zeman. Leslie Charleston is on the verge of retirement. What happens when we don't have Monica anymore? I don't want to think about it. Like That's I, what I can't. You they they wiped out the entire third generation of that family, and Michael can't carry it on his own. Right. He's not. He's barely a quarter main when it's and only when it suits him. Yeah, that, that part. part, which is he, when he's which when he had which is when he has a temper tantrum against Sonny against Sonny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Ned can't spar with him. That's not this, they're not even in the same weight class. He can't spar with Drew. We don't give a shit about him. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're not. I even... don't care whose bastard child he is. He is not a quarterman. He's not <laughs> a quarterman. We need AJ. We need Emily. We need, we need Jason. Sky. We need. I miss Sky so much. I miss her so much. Can she be a long lost Jerome? Right. We never identify her biological father. I wouldn't have an issue with that. Um, but you can't take out a whole generation of one family and then expect us to give a shit about the family. That's not the way it works. Like y'all are doing, y'all are asking little Leo to carry a lot. <sighs> he can't do it on his own. <laughs> he really can't. Like he needs to be ta- he needs to be going to Auntie Emily for advice because or cousin Emily. That's cousin, yeah, cousin Emily. But Auntie, she's older. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because his mom and his dad are doing a lot. They put a lot of pressure on him. He just wants to be a normal kid and count animals and sheep. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like that they don't these like michael doesn't have anyone to go to in the quarter main family to talk about his mess because there's no one He's, there yeah not in his age group he'll have jason soon enough but that's not that's jason morgan tony yeah. <laughs> it's like, just it's so you need cues you need yeah. more like I could, I could say until I'm blue in the place. Bring on an illegitimate child of um, AJ Quartermains. The problem is if AJ ain't there, why does it matter? It and it wouldn't be so bad if Monica was there. Yeah, but she's it, you know it's stuff like that. Like I, I have said it, and these particulars like this week really drove it home. Lucas Jones should be getting just as much story and just as much focus and be just as important. As Michael parenthesis. Yep. Because I'm mad, like, him and Maxie right now should be like holding each other up over Bobby's loss. Mm-hmm. Now, we should be getting scenes with Maxie and Lucas the way we got scenes with um, Brad and Britt back in the day. What were they? They were com- it was the nurses' ball, I think. Yeah, when they were commentating on the red carpets. Yeah, they were just drinking and having a good time. I could see Maxie and Lucas doing that right now with Bob because of Bobby. Like, but he's not here. You don't really use her to drive story anymore. Like, it doesn't make sense. I just want my multi-generational storytelling back. I just, I miss it. Yeah. 
this spawned into a great conversation. Dylan, this is off of your number three, right? I just want to make sure we are. Okay, this is off of your number three, which means my number three is coming up next. And my number three is specifically targeted at General Hospital. I understand that temporary recasts are necessary. I completely understand that. I am fine with it. Please do better at announcing when they happen. (laughs) I do not want to turn on my show and have to hear Kale Brown announcing that the role of so-and-so is being played by so-and-so. Just go to People, go to Entertainment Weekly, go to Soap Opera Digest, put out a fucking tweet. I don't care. Just tell us before it happens so we don't have drop shock. Yeah. I I will never forget the day that that, I'm sorry to the baby, that random baby was playing Leo and the timeline. Oh, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> we were not having it. Everybody would know. Y'all were like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we flipped the table in the group chat that day. Yeah. Like, don't, don't, don't do me like, just prepare me somehow. Some way. Just let me know. Let like me know the, something. The upside to days taping a million light years in advance is when temporary recasts happen, we get notice. Yeah, they, they can just tell us. Just let us know. But this shit be happening. It'd be happening on a random Wednesday, like in the yeah. middle of the week. And we're like, who the fuck? That's Maxi? Okay. Yeah, that Maxi one, I, I was confused with that and, Maxi one. And then because of the way they tape, you'll go back to Chris, Kirsten Storms the next day, and then whoops, temporary Maxi's back yet again. Just like. And that's what was literally it? what happened. What was it like last year? We had the revolving Michaels. That was bananas. Yeah, I mean. <sighs> Y'all do a lot. Y'all do a lot. And I'm just going to suggest, do we actually, like, maybe, maybe instead of the temporary recast, maybe, do we actually need these scenes? That That's, I was going right. to say that and I didn't want to, but like. <laughs> All of those things that need that y'all get temporary cast for don't have to air, or they don't have to air right then and there. Like just, just like Lindsay Hartley, like- Lindsay Hartley showing up and making me give a damn about saying for what episode pissed me off. Like I just, <laughs> just, like it was, like that was it. Like, like, right? like, I know. Right? Like, like y'all, y'all could have waited. Y'all could have waited to tape those scenes until she got back. Like this one episode, <laughs> really? It was dire. I, I feel like the, the production schedule side of things is what dictates it. Because I feel like if they can shift things around and move it, but if it's dependent on other actors' availability or if they're about to be on an impending dark week and they don't have the time to move it, I think that's when the temporary cast come in. It's just so... <laughs> it's so jarring. It and... is, but it wouldn't be as jarring if they would at they least be like, hey, yeah. know, like, this is what's happening today. Because like it, it, it took me, and I'm still not 100% sold on our latest Molly because I'm afraid I'm going to turn the TV on tomorrow and it's going to be somebody else completely new. No, I think she's sticking around. I, I like do her. finally I do finally think she's sticking around because they are like asking her questions in Soap Opera Digest and they're not going to just do that with any <laughs> random person. But like, I like Holiday and then she was gone. 
And also, and and you make great points about the production schedule. I I recognize that, and I understand that sometimes things just are what they are. I, and you got to do the best that you can do. And like, no shade to her because I think she's doing. You know, I think she's she's doing a decent job. But those scenes where Maxie was telling mm. Cody about having BJ's heart. The yeah. timing of these temporary casts is also um, terrible. Tem- yeah. Like because just like we had temporary Alexis at the pinnacle of the harmony shit, we then got temporary Maxi when we couldn't even get and we we had no attachment to it because it was Maxi with the new face. And, and and she's a completely good actress. Like this has nothing to do with her at all. Yeah. It's just you were not there. You d- and even though Kirsten wasn't there when that happened either, she's gotten to play parts of that history with Jackie and over the entirety of her run. Because like that was the the story that they brought Kirsten in on was revisiting like the whole situation with BJ's heart. That's how you intro a recast. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so, so like we connected, we connected to her maxi immediately because her intro story was like maxi's definitive story story that's you show me immediately why i should care about this character when the role is recast and you might have me for the rest of the run like but they don't do that they just be having recast come and do <laughs> random shit like just doing shit that don't make sense that ain't in character Hello, Nicholas. And like, it's just like, like, yeah, yeah. And we just be like, oh, they like, oh, this is Nicholas Castle. I'm like, no, the fuck is not. This is not Nicholas Castle. <laughs> not my Nicholas. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's to the point where I'm okay with them saying that Nicholas has an evil twin and he was part of the memory mapping project. That's how weird it's gotten with Nicholas. <laughs> Listen, at the point, Nicholas is always like. Well, he was born off screen. It's entirely possible. And they were Cassidines. That part. (laughs) My thing is like, okay, Nicholas has gotten progress. Like, okay, look, he's he's, he's skirted the line of like certain things over the years. He's gotten a little shady, done it, you know everything has not always been above board is what i'm saying but at the point where you had him taking hits out on people y'all have gone too far (laughs) i don't harpo who this man because that that is not my prince i don't what is happening here y'all y'all bring it bring it back pull it back in pull it back in I'm like Sam when she was like, I don't recognize who you are anymore. Because like, who is that? <laughs> we don't know him. <laughs> and it the thing is like, wild. It, it's weird enough, but it's also weird when you just don't explain it. Like the the character of Nicholas Castle and I started changing drastically after Emily died. Yes. I can pinpoint that. However, at some point they crossed over to he's changed, he's darker to he's outright unhinged and a little bit 
Like, is yeah. he turning into his father? Like, explain, Justin, say it. 2014, 2015, shit changed, and we didn't understand why. And by that point, Emily was gone for seven years. So, mm-hmm. damn. Wow. So, like, all of it, all of his humanity just randomly went out the window one year, and we don't know. It would have been great why. if they said he had a resurgence of the brain tumor. Or even like, made sense. Or even if they had done like a slow slide into darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, he is a Cassidyna. Because there's a I, I put it in the group chat, but um, someone did a really good edit of showing how Nicholas completely unraveled in the aftermath of Emily's death. And in that edit, there were very specific scenes where she was still alive and you and he would say lines of dialogue and you were like oh he's two steps from crazy actually Like I'm serious. Like if y'all go in the group chat, it's in the group chat. But like, yeah, son, you are. Mm, you are a Cassidy man, actually. Like he never had it all to begin with, but losing Emily just made it worse. But they <laughs> they don't really go out of their way to remind us of that anymore. Like, yeah, it was. Nicholas. Yeah, they. It's like they decided one day he was just going to be Crazy. full Cassidy <laughs> man. Yeah, it's, it's like the like, minute he found out, it, it started, I think, when he found out about Jason. Back when they made Billy Miller, Jason Morgan. Yeah. That was the start because you you could almost excuse the fixing of the election because he was trying to cover for what Spencer did. But the Jason thing never made sense. And that was kind of where the character sort of slid. It was just, it was, was, yeah, he went very dark, very fast with very little lead in. But these characters have to be written recognizably because we never know from day to day who's going to play them on this show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't, it makes it hard on a recast when, okay, Mm. like, okay, I know like the, the pat language for recast is we're taking the character in a new direction a new direction cool when you tell me that you're taking the character in a new direction that's what i expect i expect the character to be taken in a new direction but when you don't tell me that (laughs) and they're just wildly out of pocket i am very confused and a little afraid actually (laughs) which is why you have to communicate that part (laughs) Communication is key. And that is why. That was my number three. <laughs> Nick, what is coming in at number two for you? Um, I think this was on my list last year. I'm pretty sure it was. Move on from what's not working. Um, Amen. Amen. should not still be sitting here beating dead horses. Like, Drew, let's see biscuit rest drew let drew be drew <laughs> if we have to deal with it. <laughs> you're so unserious dylan but Just... we love you for it 
They're doing Wright, a lot. I'm Wright tired. Drew, Wright drew in character consistently, not in some in some things, all things, if I have to deal with him. I've never liked the character to begin with, no matter who played him. But if we're stuck with the fucker, please make him recognizable. <laughs> um at, we're just getting to the point where Esme's getting her memory back. Why did it take this long? That part. Because it was too long when the writer strike started. Why did it like, take Like, it's been a long? whole year. It's been... Like, uh. <laughs> why have days spent the last year and a half with a Chad, Stephanie, Alex triangle that no one asked for? I, I'm gonna be... Okay. I'm gonna ask... Because I don't go there no more. Tony, you go there. You tell mm-hmm. uh, y'all like that? Is no. Like, is, no. <laughs> no. That's that's why I said it because I knew I know they don't like it. Like everyone, no. they hate Tony everyone involved. The Fifty Shades of Stephanie's Love Life. We do not care. It has gotten more airtime in the year that she has been here than characters who have been here for decades preceding her. Like, it's literally insane the way the chronicles of her love life have eaten the show. And I don't normally subscribe to the so-and-so is eating the show, but I clip her. So I know how often she airs. <laughs> I know how often she airs in the episodes that she airs. She fucking eats the show. It's just, it's like... I thought maybe y'all liked it all, all the time. <laughs> so that means if you're looking at Twitter and y'all tape six months in advance, at the six month mark, there needs to be a damn pivot. Honestly. Don't, don't continue sorry. doing the same shit for another year or another six months and did change. I think we are mercifully breaking away from that. Or at least you're saying away. that because We're, you're in scab scab material. Well, no, Stephanie and Chad broke up before the scab material started. Um, we're still getting the chronicles of Stephanie's love life, but at least Chad has so far been removed from it. And I hope to God he stays removed from it because no. Um, it's just... just funny because I remember, I I thought maybe y'all had turned around on it because it was still like so prevalent. Because I remember, I I vividly remember, and I wish he was here because Michael would back me up on this. I vividly remember a few months ago when the Christmas photos were leaked. Yeah. And I saw Chad with with Stephanie's folks and y'all were like, ah, oh, damn. Because <laughs> <laughs> they had just, they had like, the, the breakup had just aired like a week or so prior and we're like, fuck, they fixed it by Christmas. But mostly they didn't. They were still broken up. Um, it's just and you know if i'm saying it's not good it's actually not good because i find the good in just about anything so if i'm saying it sucks (laughs) then you know it sucks like we (laughs) they just they show it a lot i thought maybe y'all were eating i thought it was eating i thought maybe it was eating i'd (laughs) say it's eating like stale bread because i mean because i know because like y'all people like chad people like stephanie i i thought maybe once that whole cell phone shit with (laughs) oh boy had gotten put in the my bad you know 
Um, Alex is actually the most tolerable of the three when they're oh, in. Oh, God. And that means the bar is an absolute hell. <laughs> absolute The hell. seventh circle. Because, <laughs> like, Ooh, it's, it's okay to move on when things are clearly not working. You don't have to dig in your heels. And even though I'm Listen, enjoying... Kristen, Kristen Dan came in post-strike and wrapped up all that shit. No, because... As much as I'm enjoying the story right now, because we've had some decent moments, they're still going forward with the surrogacy story, which I've said from the beginning of the year I did not want, and they're gonna do it anyway. Well, technically, that was a story they started, so they're exactly just they're just it, continuing. It's not working. Stop it. I, I do <laughs> feel like they for Finn, now Finn and Elizabeth, Finn and I, Elizabeth. Yeah, that because they wrapped Elizabeth. that Pikeman ship shit up quick when they clocked back into work. But that was their story from freaking last year. I feel exactly. like it wasn't going anywhere. I feel like with, <laughs> I feel like with the surrogacy thing, they did manage to pivot away from the worst aspect of it. They did. <sighs> I just don't have hope that they're gonna. I don't know that they're gonna stay away from it. I that feel part. like this baby's going to be born, and now I'm gonna have to sit through. A custody battle that I don't want. I, I didn't ask y'all for none of this. None. Not none. And I have I have concussions from the anvils they're dropping about how this is going to go to hell. Because Alexis and Jordan yep. can see it. They keep like Alexis made a point to bring up that there is no legal precedent in the state of New York for the type of agreement that they're going into. That Christina will have every legal right in the world to change her mind and keep the baby and there's not a damn thing TJ and Molly can do to change it. Well Molly, TJ would yeah. be a biological father, so he has a leg to stand on. Molly's gonna be auntie. That's it. Like yeah. I, yeah. child. I'm gonna ask y'all for this. I don't want it. I don't <laughs> want as much as I want to see TJ on screen more, I don't want it to be in this story. And anytime TJ and Christina share scenes one on one, I get nervous. I'm like, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I don't think don't. I don't think they're gonna go there, but I just don't want TJ positioned as the bad guy when he tries to establish boundaries. Cause that'll piss me off. This whole thing, there's too many ways for this to go left. And it's already contradicting itself because Molly was like we're sisters our bond is so strong nothing can tear it apart well the first half of the story showed us how not strong your bond was <laughs> <laughs> like when when things are not working just let them go like i just Ooh, child that's a word that's I'm a word on this sunday i'm scared and i just would prefer you not keep it here but and yeah gh doesn't have an excuse because gh tapes anywhere from six weeks to one week Yep. ahead of what airs and so they, they often know they often quickly. they often know what's not working with the audience because the audience is very loud whether it's on facebook whether it's on twitter whether it's through yeah the magazine formerly known to... as soap barber digest like, <laughs> but <laughs> you... the thing is all of those platforms are saying different things so who knows what they're listening to yeah but i think you can also find a balance and the show doesn't do that you can find a healthy balance of a little bit of each of it and figure out what works better consistently but don't just dive all in like I don't he won't go nowhere but at least get him away from Elizabeth when it comes to fit 
just end them. They can be friends at the hospital. Put Finn, put Finn with Alexis. They actually have chemistry. No. <laughs> well, I'd rather Alexis with Finn than Finn's father. I don't want well, her with Nick Finn's daddy saying, either. I want her with Martin, what, but they won't go what, there. What Nick is saying, put the whole Hamilton Chase family, um, Finn, whoever, on a bus out. A casket. <laughs> Not a casket. Chase, uh, Chase see, I was say, gonna send y'all out of town. Chase can say. Sarah said, yeah. y'all gotta go to the upper room. I'll, Chase, I'll allow Chase to say. I'll allow Chase oh, to say. Oh, just wait. <laughs> Josh Wicker has learned how to cry. He can grieve. <laughs> and oh he in Brooklyn, he in Brooklyn can have a miracle baby and name it Violet. <laughs> no, no. We're just gonna leave that over there. Sarah, I don't know if your number two is gonna save us, but what is your number two? It's not in the spirit of just letting go of things that don't work. I'm going to need this not yet conceived surrogate baby to not make it to the side of the earth. Um, I'm going to need TJ and Molly to break up because I'm tired. And I'm going to need TJ and Jordan to get significant meaningful storytelling outside of this yes. fucking surrogacy. Can um, Jordan there... just get any story period? Right. Wait, no, wait, that does not have to do with Curtis. Or, that part. or or Brick because there are some rumors going around on this timeline that I am not happy about. Wait, I'm pause. not Did trying you say to Brick see or Brick? Yes. yes. Brick. It's alleged that they're going there. It's rumored. With, Woohoo! With Jordan? Stephen A. Smith? No. 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 I hope I'm wrong. I hope to he's just flirting with her. I to quote just... Stephen A. Smith directly, I promise you we do not care. <laughs> <laughs> I just want my good sis Tanisha to get a meaningful storyline because they are wasting her. She'll Anytime I free. see her, I don't think that man wants to come back. Listen, can, can we see if Anthony Montgomery will pick up the phone? Listen, Tanisha yeah. and Josh did something during the 60th anniversary special together. I would not be opposed to no. Chase and Jordan. No. 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 Jordan is a man. There you go. That's for sure. And is. I get it. Like, oh, it's 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 cute, it's hot. But Jordan needs Jordan needs a grown ass man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Nisha Harper is too much woman for me to entertain this. <laughs> give her a storyline. Give her a pairing. Give her, like, give me something. Please. Not brick. <laughs> I'm going to be very specific because I, I hope, I genuinely hope that's just a rumor, but I'll be damned. Where the um, hell did that rumor even start? Because I swear. I, I saw it on my that. timeline today as well, and I was not pleased. Okay, well, I'll, I have been. We can discuss offline. it more later. <laughs> well, you know what? Y'all. Uh uh-uh. uh. Y'all not gonna drop no more bad. I, 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 this is the whiz. Don't, don't bring me no bad news. <laughs> well, Dylan, what do you have for good news coming in at number two for you? <laughs> um, actually, my number two is pretty much, uh, echoing nicks and it was stop forcing square pegs into triangle shaped holes <laughs> very like, much that listen i 
I can appreciate that sometimes you have to give stories and characters time to find their rhythm. And I, I can admit that there have been instances where initially the audience was like, this ain't it at all. And over time that has turned into, oh, okay, I can, I can, I can get, I can rock with this. This is, this is nice. I like this. But there's been just as many times, if not more, particularly lately, where we are simply just not buying what they're trying to sell us, no matter how deeply it's discounted. Yep. And it, when that happens, I'm be real with y'all. Y'all just got to charge it to the game and let it go. Like, why? I I understand. I, I've seen North and South. I understand that James Reed is fabulous. But why is Clyde Weston a thing in 2024? Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why was he a thing in 2014? Why was he a thing? 10 years later? I don't kill him. Kill him dead. I want him gone. I don't, I I genuinely don't understand. Like, I don't understand why we resurrected the romance of Finn and Liz. We were free. We had got we were free. (laughs) Why? Except we weren't because we knew the other shoe was coming. Why are we back here? why I have watched this man be an emotional terrorist for over a decade so why is Bold still trying to tell me that Liam Spencer is a heroic leading man they're still on that I thought they let him go in like, his villain era like I, no I, people it, want him in his villain era but they ain't let him go at, at all like how long do we have to ask y'all to give Sharon more to do than pour coffee in her, her tour? And why is she being positioned to be in a love triangle with Nina's boring ass son and Nick's affair baby? That don't what? make no sense. Big age. Two thirty year old. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sharon, Chance, and Summer. That part. At this big age. This that show isn't serious. Make it make that it does make not sense. compute to me, and I don't even go here full time. I go here via the timeline, and that shit don't make sense. Make it. And Sharon... first of all, Sharon and Chance was too old ten years ago for this story anyway. I don't care if you got a thirty year old actor playing him. He's not. He shouldn't. This is not. He still looks too old now. I've seen his pictures. <laughs> I, 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 why I, I don't. I, I don't. Listen. I hate I hate the when they recast with younger actors and let that dictate what they do with them. I just I need them to read the room and and realize when things are not working that it is okay to be like we tried and do something different. Because if like, you look at like the- Devon and Abby's baby. <gasps> Woo, fetus deletus. <laughs> or fetus switcherutus. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> like, just say it's stitches, baby. It's crazy. <laughs> Just... That way you get a you get a decent story. He's crazy. He can come kidnap the baby every three to six months, and you have a storyline. I just my thing is like they they hold on to stuff, and then we get from this is not working to we hate this shit to all right now y'all done y'all y'all done tested my patience and I'm done. That's how you get us to the point where a character dies and we turn it into an annual celebration. <laughs> Shout out to Daniel Jonas. Jonas. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Daniel his, Jonas. His stage. day of reckoning was yesterday. Okay. Listen, that is the greatest thing Eric Brady ever did in his life. I hate he that. He did the Lord's work did. that day. He had a calling a placed upon him and he answered. Screw his, his time in the priesthood. That was his calling to kill that bastard. And he did it. And I, I, I'm i waiting for Esme's day of reckoning. But it's like, that's how you get us to that point. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't start there. We spent a lot of time being like, y'all y'all are doing a little too much with Daniel. Can you pull it back? Hey, we're not really enjoying this. Can we do something different? Y'all you know were what? nice about it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all are doing a lot. And we don't like it anymore. Can we? Why is he here? <laughs> like y'all, y'all pushed us to y'all pushed us to the because we did not start out wanting that man dead. No, I remember when I remember when Daniel and Chelsea were popular. Like we we did not start there. Y'all even took Daniel us there. and Chloe were popular, but then y'all like, took us there. I think Jennifer is what ruined him I, honest i'm gonna tell you what it was for me personally when jennifer when they tried to tell me that jennifer would choose him over jack absolutely the fuck that that's where i checked out too hi darling we see each other <laughs> <laughs> like y'all are doing okay okay this is the point where y'all have jumped the shark and it just and then they compounded that by making him Maggie's egg baby. Yeah. Like that was Mag- ridiculous because ain't no, way hell, ain't no way in hell Sean Christian, 55 year old ass, was born in 1985. <laughs> Be serious. I, they just did so much. Too much. And that's what it is. Like it wasn't work. And the more we told them that it wasn't working, it's like the more yeah, they spiteful did. they got mm-hmm. and just like Peter, Peter August, August. Yep. <laughs> yep. and it's just like at a certain point it's okay to you know what we tried it ain't happened it didn't pop off it's alright move on like they could have gotten to Peter August as Anna's crazy ass nephew a, a lot quicker than they did like they didn't Ooh, listen <laughs> because they set it up an entire year in advance before we found out so they could have exposed it right then and there and been done with that part of the story and just let him be Cesar Faison's crazy ass son with, Ale- with Alex and his crazy ass twin like that would have been fine <laughs> It was the connecting him to Anna that made everybody go, he needs to die. Yeah, these shows, they do like, look, it's one thing, I get it, not there's always going to be somebody somewhere who doesn't like a story or a character. Mm-hmm. But there is a huge difference between it's, it's some fans who aren't feeling this, and the majority of your audience being like, this shit right here this shit right here (laughs) this is why this is the reason particularly on general hospital because nobody on that show no nobody within that fandom can agree on the sky being blue (laughs) so if if everybody's mad about one thing right take the hint because everybody hates i think everybody hates (laughs) i 
it has gotten to the point where there is a <laughs> I don't know if y'all see it on y'all's timeline but I see it on mine all the time because I have so many like um Liz fans that I'm mutuals with they straight up call that man red flag they don't even yep. use yep. his name yep. they, they will put they will put red flag emojis in their yep. message before they type <laughs> uh-huh. that man's name out yep because I, I follow a lot of them too and it is hilarious every single time like, they don't they don't want to say the name because apparently he has fans that come into people's mentions and defend so they have to come up with code oh they yeah they come into my mentions all the time I don't give a damn though oh, they just block me but I'm I'm gonna say his name. He needs to go. I just need them to be more open to admitting when something is not working and when they've made a mistake, when yeah. they need to pivot away from it. Because we will give you grace when you do that. Because I swear to God, I don't need to see Sharon trying to battle it out with Summer over. Are y'all insane? <laughs> it was so it's I feel that like that's rude and disrespectful at this point because she's Sharon fucking Newman. Shouldn't that be Abby and Summer? I mean Yes! Yes! That would make a little bit of a little bit of sense. Especially go, with their history. Yep. Chance going with Summer, Abby getting jealous. Then you can throw Devon into the mix. Like, if he has to be in that orbit, good God, I can't believe I just said that out of my mouth. But if he's in that orbit, it makes sense. Those, they're closer in age than anything. Sharon should not be in the kiddie pool. Sharon is too goddamn grown for this. Sharon Newman. This is what y'all, see, this is why we don't ask for things. This is why. And that's why I immediately shut down the um, Jordan Chase stuff. Because no. <laughs> no. And I, and, I, and I understand people have issues with Chase and Brooklyn because of the Chase got talent of it all. But they were good <laughs> I before love that. I that you that. call it that now. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were good before that. And they're, they're, they're still good. They still have moments. They just need a story. They have no story. Their story shouldn't be about trying to get married because Gregory is dying and Violet is is not minding her business. Demanding. Like, like, <laughs> like they need an actual story. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't want to stop forcing things in the new year. Can we just, can we stop forcing things in the Amen, new year? Amen, Dylan. Now, my number two is actually feasible. Because I've seen it happen on both shows that I watch. Not she said I've seen it. Both of my shows, Gays and GH, have implemented longer scenes while the strike was in place. It's happening currently on Days, and GH did it when they were under strike writers. All right, our normal 40 second scenes got elongated to two minutes, three minutes hey, maybe even four or five minutes at a time. And it was wonderful. It gave the actors chances to really connect and, and, and play with the material. It worked. Your entire audience does not have ADD. Like we don't need 40 second scenes. We appreciate the longer scenes and I wish for more of them. Yeah. Definitely. That is, that is my number two. And like I said, we, we've seen it. It's happened. 
continue the momentum. We are finally at number ones. Nick, what is coming in at number one for you? Uh, my number one is a pipe dream, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway. And it's a general thing. I want for this genre to truly modernize and diversify and actually invest in its longevity again. Because you're in, we're at a time in TV specifically where there are multiple different ways for people to get their entertainment. And if you're telling stories the way you told them 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, you're not growing your audience because the audience that was watching that long ago is dwindling. Mm -hmm. And the people that you should be trying to court as viewers aren't interested in this shit because the world doesn't look the way it did then there are different things that are that people are facing now we like we don't really care about memory map memory mapping we don't really care about baby switches we don't really care about and the thing is even the old school stories that quote-unquote are considered soapy you can still do them but you have to put you have to update them you have to modernize them you like for instance i people talk about the green story a lot i loved it a lot but i loved it because it was multi-generational and the centerpiece of it were the younger characters i don't really care to see laura and luke and robert at 75 <laughs> going trying to save the world i don't it's weird like on days all the super spies have children use them like it's okay like we can the the older generation the older guard can be advisors they can give them tips on how to deal with these crazy people or these crazy organizations because apparently every spy organization has an evil branch um so (laughs) (laughs) so like the you have the you have the the structure in your shows to transition to the next generation but there's no like it's weird like there's no like no motivation to do it and i don't get why considering all of your legends are either retiring or passing away we don't have a lot of time with these people anymore Mm -hmm. you need to be telling stories with their children their grandchildren their great-grandchildren if you have them and that's rare because we we don't get families on the canvas that long because by the time they get to that generation they're dismantled completely but you can i guarantee you i genuinely believe you can grow an audience again while maintaining the audience you have but you have to want to do it you have to try different things you have to stop doing the same things you always do like we can we can update this thing and it can last if you want it to but riding this shit till the wheels fall off ain't cool ain't cute it's tiring i am not jasmine sullivan i do not like hood love i want (laughs) (laughs) i want i want to be treated better in the 2024 (laughs) but yeah we need to update and modernize please that's a good number one all right sarah what's coming in at number one for you mine is 
kind of like what Nick just said, but also what um, Dylan said earlier about multi-generational writing. Um, I want to just take that a little step further and just, I don't want so much siloed storytelling. I want more like cast-wide storytelling. Um, I think like, I know Guza was a terrorist, but <laughs> I really, I really love the um, Metrocourt um, hostage crisis. Like give us another, I don't know, gas bombs at the hospital story where, you know, all characters that are on Kansas are some t- somehow tied to a particular story. I mean, I think the last story that did that was kind of Greenland, but still it focused on the Cassidines and then kind of people who were directly tied to them. I want stories that involves the entire um, cast in some capacity. Now, granted, Guza was killing people with those types of storylines, and I don't need unnecessary people to die. I'm okay with certain characters dying, but I do want um, I do want more like inclusive, inclusive the of the entire cast stories to be told. So that's my number one. All right, Dylan, what is coming in at number one for you? Um, my number one at again, me and Nick were twinning with this. Um, because my number one is I want soap 101 for 2024. Yeah. And what I mean by that is there's certain basic building blocks for creating quote unquote good soap, like your epic romances and your iconic rivalries, class divisions, like everybody can't be rich. <laughs> yeah like somebody gotta be Poe. yeah somebody's gotta <laughs> be from the wrong side of the tracks some people have to be born with silver spoons in their mouth and some people have to be in the middle like that's that's how you have community okay like you need your vixens and you need your virtuous heroines you need your swoon worthy leading men you need your roguish anti-heroes and you need your flat out villains you need family drama you need your ride and die friendships. You need your divas and your down home matriarchs. You need a little bit of camp. You need a little bit of action and adventure. Like soaps have basic building blocks and basic storylines and story tropes. Like you're back from the dead, your amnesia, your me and you against the world type romance. Like the notes may not have changed, but the arrangements need to be updated to f- reflect where we are in this moment that part I culturally and socially <laughs> <laughs> and like these shows when they craft story they need to be aware of when the needle has moved on certain things mm-hmm. and how they're presenting certain things because how you did it in 1992 is <laughs> not necessarily going to translate well in 2024. And you have to figure out how to tell these tales for a modern audience. And that's going to go into things like, you know, your pacing and diversity with your characters and your canvas and 
how you introduce new characters and how you deal with certain topics, particularly sensitive topics like consent or mental illness or addiction. Like or abortion. That part, our understanding of certain things has broadened and changed and that needs to be reflected in the storytelling. And I don't feel like that's asking for a lot and I'm going to, I'm probably about to step on some toes, but I'm going to say it. Your writer's rooms need to start being a lot more inclusive, a lot younger with some different voices and viewpoints. Female voices need to be in there prevalently as well. I know GH has a bunch of female writers, but I don't, no, I don't think the other soaps do. And not only that, and you have to have, I, I think it needs to be younger women, women of color, women who understand where modern audiences are, because like, let's talk about it. Like with GH, that scene with Drew and Nina, mm-hmm. There were three issues. There were multiple issues with it, but very specifically, there were three women involved in like the writing of that. Y'all didn't clock in on you could have and I I, listen, that is something that you might have been able to get away with in 1990. In 2024, we're gonna we're we're going to clock your tea on it. We're going <laughs> to we're we're going to tell you, "Hey, oh, this is an issue. This is a problem. This is not okay." And I just I feel like there's a gap in between understanding, you know, how to how to present your your basic soap 101 and repackage it for a modern audience because even your older viewers are clocking your you know even your older viewers are clocking your when you mess up like this when the optics are bad when when you've done something that was maybe okay in 1985 but is we've moved past that now the timeline was united in their disgust at the Drew and Nina scenes. And most of the most of the complaints that I saw were from people who didn't even like me. So this this I can't think of the word, but it transcended. There we go. Yeah, what, like certain what yeah, certain, you like? yeah, certain things are not like it's it's not it's a not it's not an agenda. Yeah. yeah. Like it's bigger I, than that. And I just feel like there's a there's a disconnect somewhere with a lot of what's being conceptualized and what's being presented because like there's a bunch of stuff that you could you could do back in the day we're simply not going to quietly allow you to do now we're just not and we may not have allowed you to quietly do it then if we had the methods to which to get to you as as quickly as we do now that part and like, and telling us it's just a soap. Um, yeah, no. 
when you use soaps for escapism, you don't want to see the things you're running away from on your screen. That part. That part. I never understood. Like, <laughs> it's just a soap and we use it for escapism. Why would we want to see the same terrible shit we see in real life? That doesn't make sense. At all. <laughs> like, that's that's not what I'm here for. Like, it's, it's no, we're, we're not doing that. And I just, like, I feel like soaps need to get back to basics, but I also feel like they need to present those basics in a way that makes sense for the audience that they have now. That is an excellent number one. And my number one is kind of similar to that in a, but it's in a back to basics way. Um, I need you to show me and stop telling me. I am so sick of off screen story progression. I can scream because on days, the entirety of Lee and Melinda's relationship happened off screen uh, until they broke up. Uh, Abe and Paulina's uh, Lee and Melinda dated. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't watch, but wow. Okay, that's a choice. The thing is, had they showed them, people would probably would have been discussing them, and you would have learned that. But they didn't show them. <laughs> Until the yeah, like and like huge story progression in their story at the time happened off screen, and we got a recap dialogue dump like the next day. And then you have Ava and Paulina, a lot of their progression has happened off screen. Over on General Hospital, Christina and Molly made up after off fighting screen. in our faces for months. Ah, <laughs> magically <laughs> got better off screen. Baby, like, these off-screen soaps be hidden. <laughs> like, I, I need you to pretend like we're in kindergarten and it's show and tell and you have to show everything. Remember, we learned how to show our work in school. We need to keep doing that now. Show us Apparently things. not. <laughs> show us the beats. I promise we will be there and we will enjoy them. We need to see things in order to understand how things happen. You can't just tell us something happened and expect us to be okay with it. That is not how this works. Please do better. Because I am so sick of being told things rather than shown things. I could pull my hair out. Mm -hmm. And that is my number one. Does anybody have any honorable mentions that they want to bring up? Um, um, Esme needs to see the grave. <laughs> Sarah has killed everybody today. <laughs> Just cut the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's on her Joe Goldberg. Like <laughs> for real, I'm tired. Like. <laughs> Just, I have to catch up on this week's um, GH, and I'm like, do I even want yes. to watch? You want to? It's good. I promise. And if I, um, you know how hard I am on this show. If I'm telling you it's good, it's good. Listen, if she's telling so you the it's good, you'd person, have to be. You'd have to be. You're the same person who watches Days, Tony. <laughs> yes, but I'm harder on GH. She's hard. She's always been harder on GH than she and has it's been. And it's harder for me to say that GH is good. It'll, it, it, it's always been the show that I've had the hardest time connecting to. So. I yeah, I just I'm very much just cut the cameras <laughs> on just on all of I want to flip all the tables because oh, wow. 
but yeah, that this week was this week was so good that I actually got caught up on the two weeks of GH that I was behind specifically to watch this week. And then once I was caught up, I stayed caught up. Okay, so, so I'll, I'll watch. This is the, the you don't have to watch anything from like Christmas, whatever. Start. No, I, I'm caught. Uh, it's just this last week I haven't okay. watched. Yeah, this is this is all the Bobby stuff. So I would definitely watch that. Yeah, it was okay. it was pretty good. I did see clips like being thrown around on the timeline. So I'll watch, but oh, <laughs> it's really like pulling teeth or me having to like psych myself out to sit in a chair to get my hair braided over eight hours. That's what it feels like. <laughs> now, Nick, what was your honorable mention? Um, I need more people to join me across the pond because there's some good stuff happening over there <laughs> eastenders is really good right now emmerdale isn't bad Holly <laughs> looks like it's checking back into good soap i shall remain silent on that front um <laughs> <laughs> but, i mean i'm i'm checking in and out of neighbors is not bad it's just a little boring but like come on over we're cool over here I, I do think a lot of people are coming across the pond at least according to my timeline a bunch of people are yeah same. yeah I need more people. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will co-sign that because Eastenders is hidden. They are. They're. Insane. Do we have to start? Like, can I just turn on and then watch the most current episode, or would I have to like go back a little while? Because I'm not trying to do homework. Hey, I need to. <laughs> <laughs> you can no. You can jump in. in. There's. There's enough happening right now where you can just jump in and be immediately intrigued. You'll have okay. questions, but the, the well, information no, the is available. Well, no, the questions that I have, then I will do homework on them. But I'm not trying to go through 40 years of history. No, no, no. no. Oh, no. <laughs> you're, not, you're not trying to pull me? No. No. There are certain <laughs> things I, like a lot of GH, I know history because I've been interested enough to like go back and look for things that I've been interested in but other things I'm very oblivious to I learned through these episodes I learned through our top fives I learned through the group chat because I'm not doing the homework I'm sorry <laughs> I'm just not Sarah said I'm graduated. I, I have <laughs> I, I have plus I'm ready to cut cut the cameras on all this shit so I'm not that, trying to look that's why I'm saying come over come across the pond because they have a longer shelf life than um these American soaps. I'm gonna just be honest. Okay. They'll be a lot they'll be around long a lot longer. They get even get funding from the government sometimes. So Damn. Yeah, so yeah. they'll they're an institution in the community, so they'll be here well, for soaps used to be an institution over over yonder here. But, <laughs> so... Look, they, they these institutions are just getting out of order. As are most of the institutions in yeah. America, if we're being honest. That part. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, come on over. Anybody else got any honorable mentions? I have one, and I... Listen. on Your online behavior is your online behavior. You do whatever it is you feel you want to do in your space. But people who have a bit of a platform, I'm going to be honest, uh, some of y'all have a tendency to be very condescending 
when people have dissenting opinions. Mm. And particularly those of you who are like, well, if you don't like it, don't watch. I need you to understand that you can say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. You can say that. But I uh, but if you're going to be the person saying that, I don't want to see tweets later on where you are lamenting the cancellation of this soap, that soap, that soap over there, mm -hmm. this one over here. Because if you are inviting people to tune out rather than voice their concerns and they leave. Then what? They did precisely what you invited them to do. Mm -hmm. So, hey. Yeah, there are enough people tuning out on their own. <laughs> don't instruct somebody to do it. Like, just, <laughs> just don't. Like, we're not all going to agree. We don't all have to agree. But some of y'all's delivery is <sighs> very much you don't know how to talk to people. It, it's giving very much you don't know how to talk to people. And yeah, we don't we we don't do that. So yeah, that that was mine. That was I mine. have one more. I have one more actually. Go ahead, Sarah. Um for those of you who were in people's mentions about, I don't know, a few months ago when people were saying Ron's writing is shit and y'all were defending him, but now y'all are on the timeline praising the scab writing, I'm going to need y'all to apologize to said people because y'all were acting a fool and now y'all are looking very dumb for having the same opinion these people had months ago about Ron's writing y'all know who you are That's anything all. else before we wrap up Godspeed and happy new year. I don't know. What All right. Well, this has been a rather adventurous first day back for 2024. And I've been here for a minute, but stick around after the music because you may hear a little bit of a surprise from Aria and Michael, who could not be here to record with us today, but they do plan on sharing their wish list at the end of this episode for 2024. So make sure you tune in after the music to hear what they think and we will catch y'all next week bye bye Hi everyone, it's Ariet post-production. Um, I wasn't able to record the top five wish list for or wishes for 2024. 
So I'm here making my own. Um, I'm just going to mention them quickly. And I will be starting off with one of my honorable mentions. Um, in 2024, I need fans to stop arguing with other fans for having different opinions than yours. Like if they don't enjoy the certain um, couple or story or character or whatever there's no need to constantly fight them or create threads and like it's one thing if fans are tweeting bad and problematic takes and you're calling it out that's a whole different thing and you should call it out that's not what I'm saying I'm saying stop trying to silence fans for not thinking like the majority for not looking forward to a story or not enjoying a story or not enjoying enjoying a certain way it's something is written it's okay trust me it's fine y'all don't need to argue all the time like granted i was there i did it myself but being outside of that bubble or rather being inside my own bubble and looking into how fandoms act it's just y'all just chill just a little like it's okay anyway um my number five i think it's one of dylan's picks for maybe like number two i'm not sure um but i want soaps to use what works for them like basically don't fix what's not broken but get with the times and i think not exactly like i said it but it's something along like what dylan said is to like when you write a soapy story you need to be aware of what what time we're in as in like 2024 rather than 1994 and i completely agree with her because like you cannot write or a certain stories that you did back then that you do like you cannot write those specific stories today and she said it so well so that's my number five my number four I need these shows specifically days because I don't watch the other shows so I cannot speak for them um I need more character driven writing I've said it so many times um it's impossible to invest in one-dimensional characters who have zero emotional depth I need to understand the character's motivations and the way they think, the way they act, like give me more and trust in that this kind of writing is going to open up so many other doors for the characters or for the pairings they're in or for the family they're a part of. Why are these writers fighting against that? That's basically something that worked. That's basically something that is for my number five. Character-driven writing was so prevalent back in the day. I don't know what happened, why it's so plot-heavy. Granted, there's writers who cannot write, um, but still, this is something that worked. Don't, don't fix what's not broken. Anyway, number three, speaking of bad writers, um, I need y'all to, when I say y'all, I mean days, to fire Ron Carlovati. Um, he is so problematic 
with the way he writes this show and destructive as well because it's not just like for one character it's destructive it's the the whole canvas give or take and I just I'm so fed up with him and the way he writes the show and I've said it so many times on on the timeline in the group chat and on this podcast I've said it for three years get rid of him look at fans enjoying the show right now even those who came to defend their uncle Ron wants him gone oh that rhymed um I just need y'all to fire this hack of a writer I cannot stand him his ego or the way he writes the show that's it that's all number two um it's time for days like I said, I cannot speak for the other shows to pass the baton to the next generation and have them lead stories with the vets backing them up as supporting. It's kind of like something I think um, Sarah mentioned. Don't quote me on this, but I think she mentioned it um, for her number four or three. Um, but yeah, I definitely want the show to like build the next generation up again or and have them be play a bigger part in the show than rather the vets doing the heavy duty and listen i'm not saying they shouldn't they shouldn't but i'm saying they've already paid their dues they've already done so many things and there's x amount of years left with soaps why are we wasting time why are we not focusing on the younger slash next generation and when i say younger i think again like um what sarah or nick said i don't remember y'all um 20 30 40 50 as in young that's what i personally mean and i think sarah said something similar um like have them lead the show y'all did it back in the day y'all built sean bell and them up to lead the show and then y'all fuck that up for some reason um we need to do that again granted so many of like fan favorites are gone but again there's others on the show they can do it with there's no excuses and i'm not saying like put them on the back burner but this show needs to find a happy medium and a balance like for example i don't need to see the older characters playing heroes anymore because it does not hit the same the younger and next generation is right there use them and write multi-generational stories and that is my number two and my number one is for the show to bring eli and lonnie back in whatever capacity they can bring them back. I want them back. I have a feeling it's going to happen sooner or later. It was all about the timing. But I just want to see them back. Even if it's for a month, two, three, or even like two weeks. Just give me my babies. Give me that reunion. I need to see Lonnie out of jail. I need to see their babies, their family. When I say family, I mean actually Ila Lonnie. Carver and Jules together because we haven't had that many 
with actual babies. So I need that first. I'm being very, very specific here. And then we can have the rest of the, their family. I just need Ilani time, Ilani, like the grand family time and the grand Carver prices time. And then I just, I just want them back. I miss them. That is my number one. I'm gonna, I'm putting my ship hat on, shipper hat on, because they are my babies and I want them back. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. See you next time. Bye, y'all.